This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollock. National recognition for Silver Dollar City. Holiday shopping safety with Jefferson City Police. And virtual care for people with disabilities. Mike Bates, the CEO of Hero Virtual Care, is with Elisa Nelson. So we take a number of smart home tools that people may know and be familiar with uh, just from how the consumer market is these days, right? Light bulbs, motion detectors, uh, temperature sensors, all of the above. And we bring that into one cohesive hub that then is utilized by remote support professionals at care provider agencies so that they can monitor and um, have just some awareness of what's going on inside the location of people that they service traditionally in their home. So the idea is to remove the staff when it's not necessary to have them in there 24-7. So then utilizing technology that isn't necessarily new, but we've crafted it in such a way to where it is very conducive for an enterprise-level company to have their employees serve that remote role as opposed to hiring a different agency to provide those services. All right. And I, and I, we were just talking before we started here about, is this something that the state of Missouri already does? And explain that. Yep. So um, in the state of Missouri, um, we have, the state has identified that they are what is referred to as a technology first state. And the idea behind that is that in helping the um, dwindling uh, resources for the support field, um, technology has been identified as being a way that more services can be provided in a drastic kind of way. Um, so, for example, where one person would monitor only one person inside their home, remotely they can do so with up to 12 or even upwards of 16 individuals. And so that net gets cast infinitely wider. Um, and with the Technology First Initiative, uh, there is also the Medicaid waiver support, which funds these initiatives. And so when you have a technology solution that drives at those cost savings and also the ability to create more supports, that is what FIRST is all about. So where that can be done, that's where uh, funding and efforts will be applied at FIRST. Um, I think it was about four or five years ago that Missouri... Um, went in on the Tech First movement, which is about the same time that uh, Hero uh, was approved under those waiver services. So we've been offering uh, those services now for a number of years. Okay, I, I'm going to move into some of the specific features that you have here in just a moment, but uh, just building on uh, upon um, the number. So roughly how many um, individuals here in Missouri are you helping to assist through the state of Missouri's partnership? Yep. Uh, so with individuals, uh, we're somewhere in the hundreds range, um, probably just over 100, uh, certainly under 300. Uh, definitely want to grow those numbers. I think uh, Missouri as a whole is really ahead of the curve what's going on in the technology realm uh, with some of the awesome companies that are here. And it's really getting the rest of the players in this space really just tuned into what uh, remote supports can be. Oftentimes, it's seen as just a 
video camera or, you know, like big brother, all seeing eye, you know, just kind of watching. Um, but that's far from the case. Um, and so I think as people really start to realize what remote supports and assistive technology can bring, I think there's going to be a lot more willingness um, to, to really see that start uh, expanding. You had talked about supports like turning on lights and um, some other stuff in your demonstration here. Kind of walk through some of those different supports that are available. And are they available for like the visually impaired, the hearing impaired? Yep. So all the features that we have in our system, uh, they can work for a lot of different populations, ranging from mom and dad using it to kind of you know, keep tabs a little bit more and be a bit more aware of what's going on with kids in their home to kids using it for their elder parents. Like there's a lot of different ways this could be utilized uh, specifically where we have started our offerings is in the intellectual and developmentally disabled space uh, because that's where that, that, that population is just ever growing and the amount of support that is available is shrinking um and so there's there's a specific need here but there's a specific need everywhere so you talk about features like turning on lights seems like a very simple thing and oftentimes chalked up to oh sure people have that like in their really nice homes or um i got something like that from best buy and you know plugged it in and you know use my lamp at home for it so really standard features that actually become infinitely difficult to replicate hundreds or thousands of times within an organization. And so it is hardly just as simple as, you know, going to get a simple device, a smart device that connects to Wi-Fi and making it work. So the lights are a huge one. We use those for reminders even. So we start to use the smart home technology in ways that, um, you know, weren't really intended for. Uh, But when you can use a bulb that turns, you know, a million different colors, You can use those, you know, main colors to really um, identify ways to make that work for the individual. So lights, motion, temperature, oven sensors, bed for, you know, sleeping habit tracking or just occupancy, uh, smart doorbells. The list goes on. As far as the ease of use of this for the patient and for the provider, talk about that a little bit. The device that the individual uses, uh, we have designed to be as simple as possible. So we oftentimes have to assume that the location we're going into is not super well equipped with internet or anything technical. And we also assume the same about the individual who's going to be using it. We don't assume that they have any technical knowledge. And so our main device that they interface with is a tablet and it has a very limited selection of things that are on the screen and the buttons are big. Uh, They are identifiable. So when they see the picture of their support person, they tap it and all of a sudden they're in a call with them. Um, They see the button for their front door camera they tap it and they see the video feed Uh, so the idea is to make it as simple as possible for the individual to use Um, in fact they can't even get out of our software so it is on all the time it is on a tablet like device but there is no concept of getting out of that program so they don't have to get confused about you know the operating system or the settings or rebooting it or it needs to update they don't have to manage any of that Um, and then as far as the support side 
They don't need to manage anything that's in the home as far as the equipment. We set that up, we install it. Uh, but what they do manage is their um, kind of management dashboard where they see everything going on. Um, it's not necessarily hard to use, but the options are quite vast in there. Uh, so it takes a little bit of familiarity uh, just to, you know, be, uh, to know all the levers you can pull on in there. Uh, but it is all generally very easy to use as well. Uh, so I picked up on, so this is not internet based. Uh, so a lot of it is not, but it is. So we, to make the most out of the system, you do need internet. And um, to help with that, though, we bring our own internet. So the location doesn't need to have had internet. It just needs at least a decent cellular connection. Uh, we work with a lot of different providers. And uh, we have a, a couple of SIMs that we load these with. So if anything ever goes out, there's a backup uh, for that internet connection. Um, and if they have home internet and want a third backup option, uh, they can plug it into their existing internet as well. Mike Bates, CEO of Hero. It's a remote support system designed for independence for people um, with disabilities. Uh, joining Show Me Today, I'm Elisa Nelson, and Hero was here uh, doing a demonstration for the Missouri Mental Health Commission. If you've uh, missed the first part of our interview, you can check it out in podcast form. Just uh, go to Apple or wherever you download your podcasts and type in Show Me Today. Um, so it sounds like this is available. You, you work with government. Do you work with like private businesses? And it sounds like, you know, uh, families, individuals uh, privately as well. Yeah, actually, we just started getting into more of the private uh, side of that. Uh, at first, we were exclusively on the Medicaid side. Uh, but then we saw that there were plenty. I mean, we knew this. We knew this would be the case. But then we saw plenty of other uh, areas for use case. And so we actually have a quite a bit less expensive plan uh, that's that's $80 a month. And that that one is also approved under Medicaid usage uh, for, for the waiver. But it is priced competitively enough that um, at that same rate, anyone can use that. And so whatever the situation, yes, we can do that. Um, but we are not, I wouldn't say we're necessarily tuned from like a marketing perspective of being out there and, you know, having a system that's available for all, but that is where we see ourselves heading. All right. Mike Bates, the CEO of Hero, a virtual or remote um, support system for folks with disabilities. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.